Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, first, we just want to tell you thank you. Thank you so much for just getting us to this point, Lord God. We had no clue what was going to happen from then to now, and we just really appreciate being here. Uh, It may not be exactly what we want it to look like, but in everything, we are going to give thanks. So I pray, Lord God, you will bless this show, bless every listener, wherever they may be, And hopefully they will hear something that will be encouraging and that will be helpful to their week. We appreciate you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, I am CJ Wade. And this is the Jasmine T. And you're listening to the Queens We Like podcast. Yes, you are. Welcome to the Queendom, everybody. We are so glad to have you back. Oh, it's so good to see you, sis. I'm so happy to be here. <sighs> see you still alive. You yes. making it, your throat itch. You know what? These allergies are real rude and disrespectful, okay? They're just very rude and disrespectful. I have to thank the Lord that at least my allergy system works. That's the kind of that's how deep down I gotta dig for gratefulness some days. I gotta be like, Lord, thank you that my system works. Lord. <clears throat> Lord. <laughs> You know, that's that's how deep I got to go sometimes. But it, it's all good. It's all good. I'm still here. I understand. Sometimes it's hard to find the light out here in this COVID-clouded world. Yes. Um, but he has allowed us to make it to season two. Yes, he did. Uh-huh. And your curl uh-huh. still popping. What? Uh-huh. I'm glad I have it. <laughs> we have definitely missed you all out there in the queendom. We hope that you're doing well. We haven't seen you guys in a couple of months. So y'all make sure you shout us out on social media so we can hear how you've been doing. We missed y'all. Let all your friends know, child. Come on back to the queen. That's right. The door is back open. You know, us introverts, we like our personal space. But, you know, we, we open the door for right now. We open up for, for season two because season two, it's all about you. It is. We're focusing on everything that is great and awesome about the inside, about just mm. taking advantage of all this time we've had for self-reflection over these past few months. COVID has kind of made you come to grips, made you come face-to-face with yourself. Look so at him. This season, we're going to focus on helping you deal with and manage that because we want you to love you. We love you. That's right. A whole heap and lots and lots. The Jasmine T. Tell me something good, sis. I'm on it. Yes. So, after 110 whole years. My, my, my. Miss Madeline Swiegel has made history after becoming the U.S. Navy's first black female tactical jet pilot. Oh, my gosh. What? Shout out to our sis. What? Yes, ma'am. Come on now. Come on. Miss Madeline is uh, a Virginia native, and she completed her tactical airstrike aviator course with VT-21 Red Hawks in Kingsville, Texas, okay? Apparently, Um, your nephew uh, thinks that's amazing, too. Apparently, he's just like, hey, that is dope. I heard about you, girl. Come here, Sammy. Come back here. Miss Madeline (laughs) is out here making history. Yes. 
Senator Kamala Harris joined in to congratulate her. Ms. Harris said, congratulations, Lieutenant Madeline Swiegel. You are paving the way for young girls everywhere. And I agree, because let me tell you something. The only reference I had of the military um, was my dad growing up. And yeah. he went to basic training um, and decided it wasn't for him. And that was that. And yep. so yep. I was like, oh, okay, he said it wouldn't, it wouldn't what's up. So I'm going to just leave that alone. Over there. Um, <laughs> but I never even thought about like female presence. Right. Um, and definitely not leadership on this level um, when I was a young girl. So I agree with, with Senator Harris. Miss Madeline Swiegel is definitely paving the way and inspiring young women everywhere. Just showing them that you can do anything and be whatever you want to be. That's so cool. I mean, like that's, that's so cool on so many levels, you know, as a female, then as a black female, as a military woman, like this, it's just crazy. There's so many levels of awesomeness right there. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Just the dedication and then the fearlessness. Cause let me tell you, I'm afraid of heights. Okay. You and me both. Um, <laughs> so even when I get the window seat on the plane, I peek out there for a little minute. Then I shut the shade. Listen, um, because <laughs> I'm not trying to see all that. So to imagine actually find, flying a plane, yes, um, that's just kudos, man. Yes, and you're a tactical pilot, which mm-hmm. means you're not playing that's the radio it. with these folks. You're not playing with yeah. them. Yeah, you got a mission. You out here for a reason. Bob and weed, Bob and weed. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. I'm so excited to hear that. I love it. So you get all of my applause, and you get some of Sammy's, um, his two cents, his two paws, uh, well, he has he has four paws, but you know you you get his sentiments too. You get his sentiments too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, well, I wanted to tell you about Miss Tatiana Smith, and this one's kind of it's so simple that it's genius. To be honest with you. So first of all, shout out to our New Jersey listeners up there on uh, the East Coast, and yes, we appreciate you so much. I am so floored at how simple of of amazement this we is. She bought a refrigerator, put it outside, like one of those commercial refrigerators you may find at a gas station. So she mm-hmm. bought one of those, stocked it up for anyone who needs food, and they can donate it to. Uh-huh. Um, and her quote was, no one should go hungry during a pandemic. Oh, wow. It's just... That's selflessness. Yes. And it's so... Again, it's so simple, it's brilliant. And mm-hmm. she's a um, black woman as well, you know, so shout out for the culture. But even, honestly, if she was not a black woman, if she was any other person, to me that idea is so poignant that it's like, it's food. You know, that's the basic yeah. human need that we need that yeah. I'm just like, thank you <laughs> for, for just thinking about a basic human need. And... She bought a fridge, put it outside, put some food in it, and was like, hey, take what you need and donate what you want. And she wrote on there, it's really cool, on the picture, um, if you go to Good News Movement on Instagram, um, but she even wrote on there, you know, open 24-7, you know, free food, um, and put on there a a little bit of Spanish, you know, for our Spanish-speaking population. Um, I just mm-hmm. love the fact that it was so community oriented and it's something that anybody could go to the grocery store and just donate towards. So even if you're going to get some spaghetti for yourself, you know, what's two dollars of getting a couple more um, items and putting it in the community refrigerator? Like, that's really cool. Right. Yeah. So I I don't... Like it's like 
action. You know, a lot of times we spend so much time talking about the problem, daydreaming about how it could be better or what could be fixed. And sis went out there and just did the work. Yes, absolutely. And I completely agree with her. So shout out to you, Tatiana. I completely agree with you. The queendom agrees with you. We agree. No one should go hungry during a pandemic. If anything, we should be worried about other stuff, but no one should be sitting at home with no food to eat, whether they're working or not working. So shout out to you, sis. We appreciate you. And we love the fact that you are out there doing some things for uh, for your community. Thank you very much. We'll be right back in just a moment. You better not go nowhere. Um, hold what you got. That's right. Hold what you got. Now hold it. Hold it. all right everybody we have a treat for you today i'm excited oh all kind of sparticles i am absolutely ecstatic to have um, not only one of my closest friends here but also one of my personal sheroes even though she don't think so but Mm -hmm. i absolutely let her know that she is and i always make sure that my fro stays tight and right and that the color stays popping, and that my photos look amazing so that I can market mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I have to uh, give her all these props and more because she is in the building. She's in the queendom. We are welcoming today the Desiree Danielle of Desiree Danielle Beauty and Desiree Danielle Photography. I like that, like, you know, Tyler Perry-esque ring to it. Like, just put your name on everything, okay? It's me. Yeah. Mine. Haha, <laughs> yes it is. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time to just name it and claim it, cause it really does belong to me. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> That's what's up. So first, how you doing? Just how you doing, Desiree Danielle? I'm doing, doing great. I am doing great. I am very honored to be here with you ladies today. Um, my first podcast, so I'm excited. <laughs> Awesome. We're glad to have you here. We're glad mm-hmm. to have you here. So uh, just to give you a little bit of insight about Desiree Danielle, I know I told you Desiree Danielle beauty and Desiree Danielle photography, but let me go ahead and break this all the way down. Okay. Like the lowest common denominator. All this right. woman is a licensed cosmetologist, number one. Okay. Owns her own hair salon, owns her own photography studio, and she is an amazing makeup artist. So, like, you have a trifecta going on here, okay? A certified trifecta. Now, our theme for this season is primarily self-care. What yes, we can do to be sure. <laughs> I know, right? Passed off and played, just passed <laughs> it. Uh, what can we do to try to just take care of ourselves better? And that particular lane drove us to hair care. And so while we're pulling out a lot of your, your hair wisdom, we know that you're probably going to drop some more jewels in there somewhere about anything else we probably need to do. So we're just letting you know we open. We open and we heal for all the wisdom, okay? anything you want to help us with we are here for it so first and foremost tell us what drew you into the hair world to begin with how did you even get started (laughs) hey Dobby (laughs) we told you Dobby makes I didn't tell you (laughs) I wasn't lying (laughs) at least I already knew I already knew wait for it there you go there it is (laughs) like to stand in my lap so I love it. I absolutely love it. 
Oh Lord, okay. <laughs> it's a little odd. It's because yeah, it's, it's tail. Just, All his tail makes it into the camera. All his tail. Just that random. Oh, we love us, our nephew cat. Love our okay. nephew cat. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what drew me to hair? Well, I I remember I was maybe in the fifth or sixth grade. My mom did some box braids for me, and uh, this was the summertime, so it's around June because my family reunion is typically the last weekend of June. They do a family reunion every year. So she did my hair in these box braids and sent me off to Atlanta with my grandmother and my cousins mm -hmm. to the family reunion. Well, oh, at the family reunion, my hair started falling out. Oh my God. Losing plaits all over the place. Okay. Uh, in the elevator, um, a guy, um, a Caucasian man, um, mm -hmm. tapped my grandmother on the shoulder and said, excuse me, ma'am, I think this belongs to your daughter. Oh. Yeah, and uh, so my aunt, she was trying to put them back in. I was like, you know what? This is embarrassing. Let me see if I can kind of figure this thing out myself. So I started playing around with my hair, and maybe about seventh, eighth grade, I kind of started uh, braiding my guy cousins, and my, I have a half sister, so she was in Enterprise, so I started braiding her hair, and it just kind of went from there. Um, I would go to the salon, and um, the lady that did my hair, she was a little older, so I just went and got my relaxes and got my roller wrap, and I was gone. But there were some younger stylists in the salon with her, and I just used to sit there and watch them and then I would go home and I would experiment on people or my dolls or myself and it just kind of went from there it's always kind of been just in in the in the pocket so I went to went to college started off at a community college on a basketball scholarship in enterprise then I moved to Birmingham and I'm always doing hair on the side you know I thought I was gonna be somebody's nurse at first me too <laughs> okay um and we see that that's that wasn't the plan and I'm i don't even that. like blood i don't know what <laughs> i don't like needles i like blood no. i don't know what i was thinking i just have I don't like and wanted to help people and exactly. like science i wanted to be a pediatrician at first and then i started researching them years of uh schooling and i was like oh you know the nurses they're so um personable and they're the ones that form the relationships with the patients mm -hmm. and i will say c's get degrees but they're not gonna get you into uab's nursing program okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are gym. Y'all heard that? You better preach. He right there. I already <laughs> dropping them. Bow. On somewhere in study after you finish this episode. Okay. But it's funny because I um I met one of my close friends maybe like in 2008. We was at UAB and I was doing hair in the dorms and stuff. And uh, I remember telling her that I was not going to be doing hair for a living. And she kind of looked at me and I was like, yeah, girl, I ain't doing hair for a living. Because I honestly only knew what I saw coming from a small town, you know. And it, it just it just didn't really look appealing. I was like, I don't want to be standing in the salon all day and you got 50 million people sitting around waiting for one person and I, I ain't doing that well um in 2012 yeah. oh yeah oh yeah that's usually how god work like he, he, he'd be so rude it's like oh you're not gonna do it oh okay okay uh -huh. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what happened because in 2012, I enrolled at Paul Mitchell here in Birmingham. Um, I was going to night school and I was serving at Red Lobster during the daytime, still doing hair on the side, you know, my little side hustle. At this point, I was traveling to uh, houses. Um, so I'm not 
in the most desirable line, the most desirable parts of town, you know. Right, right. But I was I was doing it. I was I was making my coin, serving tables, and I was going to school um, from five o'clock to ten, and I did that for two years. Um, got my license in 2014. And this time, so in Alabama, you can work uh, with your temporary license once you're about halfway through your hours. So I started working at a Head Start here in Pelham. And then once I actually got my license in 2015, June of 2015, I kind of stepped out there and got my own little salon suite and had to look back. Won't they do it? Yeah. do it. Come on <laughs> in. Yes. Really felt like I was in testimony service. Like that's <laughs> how I really felt right then. Because p- sometimes people can look at your now and they don't understand how you got there. That's why I I know you always be like, girl, whatever. But you really are one of my sheroes because we both understand what it's like to start from an idea. Yeah. And just be like, okay, so how I do that? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you start literally with this figment, this something, and then you say, okay, Lord, I need you to get me from the something that I can't feel to something that I need to feel. I need you to literally have faith in action in me because I don't know how else is going to happen. So I totally love your journey. I really do. Crazy thing, like when I was... So I graduated from high school in 2005. We graduated May, let's say graduation was May 25th. I literally started at the junior college on May 24th. Ooh. I was going to school. I was playing basketball for the school. Um, at some, this, so this is like sophomore year maybe. So going to school, playing basketball for the school. Uh, I was working part-time. I started working part-time at Walmart in the photo lab. Um, I was still doing hair on the side. And I had a part-time job at the beauty supply store. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how in the world. <laughs> I think in the world that I do all of that. I think all of us, like, even when you look down, like, I just think about everything I've done today or doing today. Like, I went to my full-time job. I worked on some writing this morning. I came home to record a podcast. I got a little something to do after this. Um, but at the same time, I really have to stop sometimes and be like, but I prayed for you. You know, mm, right. I may not be at the pinnacle of everything I want to be. You know, like, I'm not out here shopping with Oprah and Rihanna or nothing yet, but <laughs> You know, I'm going. <laughs> I'm striving. Yeah. yeah, that's for real, sis. I remember having moments where I was literally begging God for moments like this, mm-hmm. you know, and was working jobs that I absolutely hated just so that I could get to this point. So, yeah, you, you said some there. So, um, aside from that, this is a very weird insert, but um, mm-hmm. we also have a fellow Greek sister here because Desiree Danielle is a Zeta. And so if you listen oh, to this hi. show, yeah. So if you listen to this show, you know that I'm a Sigma Gamma Rho and D Jasmine T is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. All right, all right. <laughs> No, but we we have so much love here, though. That's that's what I love about it. Oh, ladies. Yes. So I wanted to double dust that in there real quick, Mm -hmm. you know, because somewhere in in the world, we also found time to be Greek. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. This is a whole nother wheelhouse. (laughs) Yes. 
with that, tell me a little about your philosophy of hair care. Um, I would say my philosophy is just healthy hair in general. Like, I keep my my styling and most of my clients are very simple. Um, majority of my clientele are natural, so they're either getting their hair pressed, blown out, or some kind of twist style or a protective style. And for me, I really, I am really big on the health of the hair. Because one, if you don't have no hair on your head, I can't. I don't do my job. Yeah. I can't do my job. So <laughs> we want to I want to make sure that the hair is healthy regardless of what type of style you are wearing. So I have natural clients. You can have unhealthy natural hair just as you can have very healthy relaxed hair. So it's really just all a matter in um what's conducive for your lifestyle. Personally, that's how I feel. Like, you know, I have um, clients that are asking me, do I think they should go natural? Um, granted, I've, I've enjoyed the natural journey. It's allowed me to be very versatile. I've done all kinds of colors, all kinds of styles. But there's time and patience that you have to put into that. And so if you don't have the time or the patience, you're going to have to have a budget to go and allow somebody to help you care for it. That is so right on time. My little sister um, actually just decided that she wants to return to the relaxed life. She was over here with us naturals for maybe about a year and a half. Um, but just like you said, she was like, this is a lot more it is. commitment than I was expecting. It is. Um, I think um, sometimes I don't think we know that going into it. Sometimes we're forced into it, you know, whether it's um, something health related or, you know, chemical issues or whatever. And sometimes it's just, a, it's a, it could be a fad. You know, everybody's doing it, so I'm going to try it out. Or it just could be you really, really wanting to get to know the natural you. Um, and I don't think we really understand sometimes. Um, not, even, not only is it a, um, a physical journey on the outside, it's also a journey on the inside that we have to be Say ready that. to test, you know. So Say that. I'm ready to follow that. It's so true. It is just hair in terms of if you don't like it, you try something different, you know, whatever. That part, yes, it's true. But when you say you want to, quote unquote, go natural, if you do it right, it's going to do a little bit more than just change your hair. Yeah. You know, it is. Yeah. I um, have so many, I don't want to say so many, but I've, I've had conversations with clients who um, they're transitioning or they're already natural, but they're not ready for natural. It's like, Either it's because of their work environment or maybe they don't have the, the support system around them to kind of help them through that journey. Because it's like, well, I can't be professional because my hair is, you know, twisted out or an afro or whatever it is. And um, that's, the, that's the only part that, that kind of saddens me a little bit about um, just about being a black woman, you know, because we can't yeah, really yeah. embrace um, who we really are naturally because of the societal norms that are kind of placed on us. And yeah. what beauty is or what nice hair, good hair, quote unquote, good hair is, you know. Right, right. It's so weird to fathom it now, but I remember, like it was yesterday, getting ready to go to an interview and I just started wearing my hair natural out in a fro. And I remember my academic coach, you know, professional coach, whatever you want to want to call it, of uh, her telling me that I needed to straighten my hair before the interview. Wow. Um, and I remember her telling me that not 
really out of a place of hate but in her mind she was like i really don't want you not to get the job yeah. and because you know natural hair wasn't completely in for real <laughs> then <laughs> um it didn't have as much of an uptick quite yet yeah i remember just being like well why should i have to change my hair just so the interviewer sees me as professional like right. my hair is, is shampooed it's it's neat you know it's it's not quote unquote unkept you know right like to me even if you have straight hair it can be unkept yeah so you know it's like i can i really cannot fathom why that would be such a big issue but i understood what she was trying to tell me that hey you're a black female and your hair can be your natural hair excuse me can be seen as a type of resistance to mm -hmm. a corporate norm or wow. um guideline your hair can be a a nonverbal yeah. indicator that you go against the grain that you mm -hmm. will be outspoken that you may be a right <laughs> right um even though none of that you know could be true or not true but exactly. it's like all of that is encapsulated in just what your hair looks like which it's now it's just stupid but you know it was so deep 20 25 years ago yeah it's like the fear that you're gonna come here and be too black and be too much for me to deal with and i don't feel like doing all of that so let me just pick the girl over here with this straight hair because she already know the deal she's gonna come in and just kind of hold into the system yeah and i don't feel like dealing with you because you look like you might love your blackness too much exactly <laughs> what, what she said what my sister said right there Exactly. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh man so i'm glad that you are just so about hair health because i know sometimes people that are stylists in hair a lot of times they're not very cognizant of the health of the hair it's all about just what the hair looks like make right. sure you look the bomb make sure that's it and boom boom pow voila is great but underneath that person's scalp is really suffering for the listeners out there that are just completely you know lost in the sauce about hair texture and what kind of products to choose um how often should they shampoo their hair just give them some insight on that because i know me when someone came to me and said so which one are you for b but i was like i was like i don't know what you're talking about are these apartments or something like <laughs> what do you <laughs> like no oh. lie i remember the first oh. time i came up to me and started talking in those codes like i don't know what you're talking about ma'am so all i know is certain products work on it and certain products don't that's right. all i know <laughs> like we didn't learn that in, in cosmetology school first i went i did go to a predominantly white uh cosmetology school i went in knowing that the information that i was going to learn about black hair i was going to kind of have to get it on my own i chose paul mitchell mainly because i wanted a really solid foundation on uh cutting and coloring which i got you're known for too yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so I already kind of knew I was going to have to do some, some stuff on my own when it comes to black hair. So in school, we just learned straight, curly, um, wavy texture. Yeah. Um, then there's fine, medium, and coarse. So I had to go to Google when they started talking about all this hair typing because I, I didn't know. I, I had no clue. And so pretty much it is consumer language. You know, oh. so I, I, I needed to learn it so that I could be able to talk to my clients. 
science because they're researching as well. They're on YouTube and stuff like that. So I needed to be able to speak to them um, in a way that they will understand. So when it comes to the hair typing, um, there is one, two, three, and four. So that's pretty much going to be the texture of the hair. So there's one, which is straight. Two is going to be wavy. Three is curly. And four is going to be coily. So that's your tighter curl patterns, right? So then you have the A, B, and the C. The A is going to be fine. And this is, so this is mainly for the diameter of the hair. So literally, if you take a strand of your hair and put it in your finger and kind of twirl it, if you don't feel it. If we're doing right now, y'all can't see us, but we're like, oh, totally <laughs> yeah, nervous right now. Doing it. <laughs> if you don't feel it, most likely you're going to have a finer texture. That means the diameter of your hair is small. Medium, you know, medium's a little bit more, got a little bit more girth on it. Um, coarse, you're going to be able to feel it, okay? You don't have that. It's going to be thick and round in diameter. So that's you don't have CJ Wade? I think that was a jab. I think that's what that was. Oh, I'm trying to see. You know it. <laughs> I don't know. I think I can, I can feel, I can feel a little bit, but not a lot. It's like, it's very... Yeah, you kind of have like a, um, you're kind of in between like a fine and a uh, uh, medium texture, see Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. It's like I was listening to your description, I'm going, I'm not quite on the fine tip, but not quite on the other tip either. Yeah, I feel like I'm feeling, touching a spirit right here, like it's barely the <laughs> hair in my hand. <laughs> so that, that's not a jam. Be one, no be one, be one. How <laughs> is for the vapor? <laughs> <laughs> that's it, really. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> the spirit of hair is with the on my spirit head. of hair. Got it. Got it. Okay. The spirit of the hair is here. Okay. Mm. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so that's kind of how the hair typing goes, right? So when you think about your hair type, the type of products that you use does play a factor. So if you have a finer texture of hair, uh, we're just going to kind of talk about like natural ladies. So if right. you have a finer texture of hair, you want to stay away from heavier moisturizers. So heavier oils, heavier butters, and, and lean more towards like the lighter oils, maybe like an argon or like a sweet almond oil. Um, or you want to go towards like cream products or like gels, because one, they're going to kind of help really uh, define the curl. Versus if you have a coarser texture, then you're going to need something that's going to be a little bit heavier, a heavier oil, like a jojoba oil or like a black castor oil or like some like shea butter to kind of really help add in the moisture to the hair. Got it. That's cool. No, I that just helps. keep throwing whatever I see up here. <laughs> <laughs> what smell good? Who bottle keep? <laughs> <laughs> You tell me, how are you ladies, how are you ladies moisturizing? Like, do you, what, poorly? when when I ask you, how do you moisturize your hair, what does that look like for you? Oh, let me see. I was just, I don't know if you noticed, I was just writing down what you said, argan oil, cream, gel. <laughs> um, because right now, it, I just really haven't done research about my hair mm -hmm. um, to see how I can really care for it. And I know my scalp is probably in great need of some loving because um, right now I just kind of use olive oil and I use some Cantu products. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I can tell a difference when I use different products, how my hair, like even just my co my coils or the texture of my hair after I wash it when I use different products. So thanks to your guidance here, I can make some better decisions. 
So the ultimate, I will say this, the ultimate moisturizer mm-hmm. is going to be water. Oh. Yes. <laughs> be water. Okay, I got that. It's going it's, to, because if you think about it, if you think about the hair strand, there's a, a cuticle layer that opens and closes, right? So um, water or liquids, or if it's a leave-in, is, it, is what actually penetrates inside of the hair strand. Your oils, most of the time, unless it's a penetrating oil, but your oils and your creams and your butters, they actually kind of um, seal it in. Okay. Yeah, and I so, did pick that up on YouTube. You're supposed to put your leave-in conditioner in, your oil, L-O-C. 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 Or some people do the L-C-O, whichever, whichever one works better. You know, <laughs> I, I some people like to reverse those last two steps, you know, but, and it's really just up to what your hair is, but the, the main thing is just making sure that there's some type of hydration um, there. So, like, I have locks. So, in the morning, I may, um, jump in the shower um, and I'll take my bonnet off and I'll just kind of allow the steam to kind of get in. I may just take some water in my hand and run it through real good. And then once I'm done, I have a, uh, I have another, I have an actual leave-in that I use that has like some peppermint and stuff in there for my scalp, but I'll seal it in with a little oil and then I'll just go about my business. Yeah. Well, you must highlight the fact that these locks are just like popping. We got to... And acting right today. They they acting right today. Typically, they be doing their own thing. But they knew I was coming to talk to y'all, so they tried to be on their best behavior. So I appreciate that. <laughs> they doing it now. I was like, come on through with this here, blonde. Come on here. I got my fresh cut today. Y'all see that line? The line is straight. Hey. Oh, it's crispy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us some things that we're probably not doing right now. You know, we, we family here in the kingdom, and the truth of the matter is we're probably not all doing the things we should be doing in regards to our hair and scalp during this pandemic. So right. tell us some no-nos that maybe we think are great, but we're really doing more damage than good. I'll say, so not doing anything, first off, is not good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> up home, uh, that don't mean that I think I'm just doing like anything the bare minimum. <laughs> see, see, so, you know, like, and, and it, it doesn't have to be like an everyday thing, like low manipulation, especially with natural hair is best. So at the most, you want to make sure that you're trying to detangle, you know, at least once a week. Um, especially if you have a, a, a finer or maybe like a, um, a wavier texture, you want to try to make sure that you're trying to detangle at least once a week. If it's not in a protective style, you know, uh-huh. You write um, that down. If it's, if it's a little bit more coarse, a little bit more coily, you know, you make them go about two weeks. Um, but that's really going to help get the loose hair out because, you know, your hair sheds every day. Y'all can't see this, but I have to, I have to tell us. I have, I have to tell y'all what's happening. So Desiree is, is basically uh, preaching to us and telling Uh-oh. us uh, what we what we Uh-oh. need, and we didn't realize that the sermon was gonna hit us. So <laughs> I should be bald. The way she's talking, I should be bald. That's what I'm over here. That's the moment I'm having. Okay. That's she said detangle once a week. I'm not even gonna lie. Sometimes I only detangle my hair when I wash it, and that's like every two or three weeks. And as y'all just said, I only I can only feel the spirit of hair when she was telling us to find a course here. So. Your face was right. Your face was doing it. You were like, (laughs) (laughs) I had to say, because I'm like, oh, me. 
<laughs> but you know, it actually great because usually a stylist, like I just go in, like you were saying earlier, Danielle, when you were younger going to the salon, I just go in, sit in the chair, let you do my hair and leave. So I've never had a conversation, you know, in depth about this, about what I should be doing, how I should be taking care of it. So it's really enlightening. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of how when I first started to be natural and Friday night was my hair night, like, mm -hmm. Now, mind you, again, total introvert life. Like, I like to be social, but I wasn't out every Friday night doing something because I just didn't want to. So, to me, at the end of the work week, I just want to just chill <laughs> and be by myself. Yes. And so, that was my hair time. And I just would just love on my scalp, you know? And it, I would, the longer it got, of course, I had to block out more time because... Uh, I had my afro was had gotten bigger, but when I had my teeny tiny little fro, and mm -hmm. I would do these little bit little twists, um, <laughs> uh, Friday night was my was my little my little hair love night, and I'm like I did do that oh. once a week at like at one point in life I was doing a once a week kind of thing, but that was only because it was like a way for me to kind of wind down, you know, and just chill for a minute whereas now I I'll be all right if I like you said <clears throat> Jasmine if I just kind of you know, make sure I pluck that thing out real good once every two weeks. <clears throat> Otherwise, I do my fingers and it's, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we're we going to get better. That's what this is for. That's, that's what mm -hmm. this is for. Check us out. Season three, I might be looking like Rapunzel on your Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Come on, Come on, Rapunzel. Yes. Yes, our Rapunzel. <laughs> Rapunzelisha. Yes, Rapunzelisha. Rapunzelisha. I love it. <laughs> What's another no-no we're probably doing or something else we're not doing? Because, I mean, this is about us being better. And mm -hmm. so why not? Let's go ahead and try to be better. I would say there's some things to look out for, right? So... Healthy hair is a balance between moisture or hydration, protein, and a balanced pH. So we don't, when we think of like hair and health, we don't necessarily think of pH, you know, but a healthy hair and scalp lays between a 4.5 and a 5.5 on a pH scale, which means it's acidic, naturally acidic to help fight fungus and bacteria. Right, so when we use products, and, and sometimes some, not all products have the pH on there, um, but when we use products that have a, a higher alkalinity level, it uh, tends to, um, one, raise the cuticles too high and causes the, the scalp to produce more oils, more sebums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, and when you have tighter coiled hair, your hair is already naturally dry. Mm -hmm. So we want to try to use products that are going to keep our pH at a healthy level. Um, we also want to make sure that we're properly moisturizing and hydrating our hair. So I typically recommend, I, I know some clients, some natural ladies will deep condition like every week. They, they got a nice little once a week routine. I would say if you can give me two good deep conditioning treatments a month, one, make it like a mask like a hydrating mask something that's gonna uh that's gonna say hydration or um deep they, they use all kind of words for marketing but 
there's going to be a distinct difference between a hydrating mask and then one that's going to be for protein. So you want to do one protein a month as well. And that the hair is naturally made of protein, keratin bond. So you want to make sure that you're keeping it strong and, and healthy. Right. The protein ones are, it's either going to say protein, um, it may say strengthening, it may say fortifying. So those are some words to look for when you're looking for a, um, uh, a deep conditioning treatment that's for building the hair up versus for hydrating the hair. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Not too much protein once a month because, you know, too much to break it off too, you know, so you want to kind of keep, keep it balanced. Hey, cool, cool. So I have another quick question. I'm sorry, my... Yes, Sammy. Okay, thank you. All right. So, <laughs> um, the the quick question I have is: Should we be clipping our own ends during the pandemic? Should we be trying to color our own hair in the pandemic? Like, are there things that we think we may can do that we probably should not be doing? And I'm not talking about people that are like what I call YouTube famous, where like you you got all the knowledge in the world and so you know really what to do. We're talking about lay people, you know, like people that are just going going to work or not, you know, they don't have they, the only knowledge they have is what is kind of out there, but they're not doing their own micro braids at home and stuff like that. We're not talking about <laughs> that that particular group of individuals. We're talking about people that you know, like my mom, you know, who's just trying to just keep it clean and looking nice. What do you suggest for those people that make not can go to see a stylist right now or they're not comfortable seeing a stylist right now? Um, what's one thing, like just one major thing they can do to make sure that their hair is healthy for maybe like the next three months until they get back in there? Focus on moisturizing. <laughs> and yeah keeping their hair built up strong so a protein treatment and that's really honestly that's really that's kind of what I live by like I, the, I I use a product line that I don't have to think about it it has super moisture it has protein in it and that's it yeah. and I, I really don't even like my clients that come to me on a regular basis I don't really have to do a lot of like um protein treatments and stuff for them because their hair it's already kind of built in like the, the regimen that I've had them on already kind of has them on a good hydrating moisturizing routine and some protein so honestly if you can just focus on you know getting you a good um, I use clarified shampoo on um, everybody that comes in um, a good clarified shampoo that does not want to strip the hair of its natural oils but it kind of goes in and starts to break up the, the debris and the dirt and the scalp issues and stuff like that I start everybody they then depending on you know where they are in their rotation um, if it's a, a client that I know that has some scalp issues I may use a shampoo that's specifically for the scalp that may have like some um, excuse me, it, uh, some, some ingredients let me see something like black carbon carbon shampoos are really popular yeah. now um, I have a, a, some shampoos that have like apple cider vinegar in it um, from there, I may use something that's moisturizing. So I may just use a regular maintenance type of moisturizing shampoo after that, just to make sure that if I have stripped the hair of any of its natural oils, that I'm putting moisture and hydration back in. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important because, especially if you're here in the South, I mean, we do have some listeners that are not in the country. So mm -hmm. your, your climate makes a big difference too. 
yeah. uh, in terms of how you need to take care of your hair. And that's the first thing I thought about was like, I know me, the first thing I'll think of is, oh, let me go shampoo my hair because I'm hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I, I was thinking about other people that may think that way too. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, I don't want you to dry your hair out. Yes. So, so I really do have to fight myself from shampooing my hair too much because that's what I used to do when I first started going natural is I wouldn't just do it every Friday. I may shampoo it, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday and right. then shampoo it again Friday, you know, and then shampooing it um, because you felt like it was dirty or you was having scalp stuff or you was just shampooing just the shampoo because you felt sweaty. Uh, option one and three. Uh, <laughs> I felt with being in band, you know, and being a, a dancer, a lot of times I was used to my scalp sweating and that was when I had a perm. But right. then later on, I started noticing like, okay, well, I feel like I'm working out and I'm exercising. I still feel like now I can't see the dirt as much as I would like to because my hair is curly. You know, when it was straight, I feel like I kind of keep an eye on, oh, okay, it was about that time. But then I felt like I couldn't do it. So it was almost like, a, oh, I don't know. So let me go ahead and shampoo it anyway. Right. It was like okay. that. One thing that um, that you could that you could try, you know, um, if you feel like you need to shampoo more often, I, I typically shampoo my hair about once a week, and that's because I do have an interesting scalp sometimes. Um, one thing I have done though, so that I'm make I'm trying to make sure that I don't dry my hair out, is I may do like a, a apple cider vinegar rinse. So I may put some apple cider vinegar in some water and a, and a little squirt bottle and spray it on my scalp specifically, and get in there and kind of massage it a little bit. And try to break it up and then I just rinse it out when in the shower versus actually using a uh, shampoo but then I would uh, make sure I'm conditioning very well afterwards mm. and typically once you once you rinse it out real good and it dry it don't it don't stay I was just about to ask <laughs> the Lord do he knew my thoughts <laughs> and it was coming yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little strong initially, you know, uh, but typically once you rinsed it out really good um, and then gone in with like a, a light conditioner, rinsed it out and then go through your LOC, your LCO method, it's kind of, it kind of starts to go away. Can you rinse with cold water? Because I know that'd be my struggle sometimes. Like I tend to wash my hair when I'm in the shower. And so mm -hmm. the idea of like turning on this cold water. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I, I, I would shampoo with um, warm water. Ideally, you would probably want to rinse with cooler water because cooler water is going to close the cuticle. So warm water is going to open it. So you're going to open it up to kind of get in there and get everything out. But then once you've conditioned and stuff like that, you don't want to lose all your goodness. So yeah, you kind of want to use a cooler temperature of water to, to rinse it off so that you're trying to get the cuticles closed back down. The main thing is, especially with the pH and the hair, is, is you want to keep the cuticles as closed as possible. Not like tight, 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 but you want to keep them closed so that you can keep in your your hydration and your moisture mm. y'all hear that these these cold showers y'all might need to be taking Jesus. might be beneficial yeah <laughs> well you thought you know you can just put your head over the sink and you know just rinse it like that a little bit so your body ain't struggling amen amen <laughs> <laughs> that's right danielle we have enjoyed talking oh, to you today you oh, ladies are amazing thank you so much for thank having you so much Oh, I'm telling you, did, did she serve us? I think she served us now. She served us. Um, even stepped on a couple of our little, <clears throat> little hair follicles. 
No, I feel and, like uh, she might have snatched a few edges. Or they probably <laughs> out and I'll moisturize them enough. <sighs> Just pop them out. Yep. <laughs> but we but now we know what to do. We know what to do. And that's Just about education. You know, that's the main thing is just really just trying to, to educate ourselves on the way to take care of what we have. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to people that again, you are trained and called to do this. Anybody can learn how to do different things on YouTube. Yes. We're not saying like, oh my gosh, don't look out for yourself. No. But there's a reason why it takes a certain amount of hours of training and practical time and learning the chemistry of, of the hair and, and color and skin diseases and things of that nature. There's a reason why all of that training is useful <laughs> to a cosmetologist because their job is to whatever you bring their job is to help whatever the situation is and so unfortunately you can only have you know a, a youtube degree for so long YouTube so university. youtube yeah. university mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. So you got plenty of papers out there. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, just, I want to put that out there too. You know, if you can, listen, if you can go out there and get you some new shoes and rock you a new outfit or whatever it is, if you have, if you still got maybe some leftover from your stimulus check, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I need you to really pay attention to your scalp and your hair, you know, yeah. because there's nothing worse from speaking with somebody that, that has eczema and has to deal with some scalp issues. There's nothing worse than you want to look your best and you just don't know how to because of something outside of your control. So you're trying to look your best, but your head and your scalp just won't let you be great. <laughs> and, and so I encourage you to go see a licensed cosmetologist. Um, so that way they can at least get you on the right path. Even if you don't go every two weeks, you know, try to squeeze in there once a month or at least once every other month or something. So that way you can get your, get your life together. Okay. Ask questions. Like, don't be afraid. Um, just because they are a licensed cosmetologist, don't be afraid to ask questions. Cause if you have questions, you know, we can't read minds. Right. So you may come in there with some, some, um, some questions or some ideas or whatever that is. And, I know for me personally, I want to make sure that I educate my clients on um, how to care for their hair yeah. at home because that I'm, I'm not going to be here all the time or, you know, something may happen or whatever, but I just want to make sure that I equip them the best that I can um, to be able to take care of their hair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the saying, good leaders make good leaders. So yeah. it's like, you know, if your clients are coming to you, you're making them good care of their hair, you know, yeah. you're educating them. It's not yeah. just cosmetology and being a hairstylist isn't about just like christina was saying making something look good on your hair it's more than that right yeah yeah, yeah I've, i'm a big advocate for that right right now especially because i know all of us are not doing what we should be doing to make sure we are okay and hair for black women is just a thing it just is we can't yeah. get away from it <laughs> it just yeah. is so why not only just look good you know let's actually be good too let the scalp be well and the hair be healthy and um and still look fly we can have yes. it both ways yes you better come on now all right now look here come on now come on where's my organ i need a uh, shoot need a b flat somewhere around here we'll um, find <laughs> 
So to wrap us up, again, we mentioned before, you're a licensed cosmetologist, photographer, and makeup artist. So since our theme in the Queendom this season is self-care, tell us something that you do to remember your self-care, because you do a lot. So what's your secret to remember yourself and also helping other people? You know, just transparent. I am really, that is something that I continually try to um, focus on because it's not easy because a lot of times, especially being in a, a, a service-based type business, um, I always put, I put, I put people before me a lot of times. And I think that's just what we naturally do. And sometimes, especially as, as women. So yeah. I try to remind my clients and my friends to take care of themselves. And in doing so, that's also a reminder for me to try to take care of myself as well. Because we do sometimes, um, I just keep remembering that you can't pour from an empty vessel. Yeah. Right? So whatever that looks like. Um, I know right now I am kind of in a, um, a transitional kind of phase, I guess. Like, um Hair, makeup, and photography is my thing, um, but the hair more so has really been in the forefront of my business, and with that um, comes long hours, a lot of standing, a lot of physical labor, a lot of mental work, and um, I think I'm just at the point where I'm just kind of ready to shift into a different direction when it comes to business, so right now I am definitely focusing on um, building more of my photography business, uh, which will be for entrepreneurs and business owners so working on like uh my personal branding products and and, and it's going to be kind of like a i don't say a one-stop shop but i, I just want to have the solutions to really help um entrepreneurs and business owners with with the images that they need to kind of help propel their business i love one-stop shops Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Before you got here, I was like, oh, she take photos, do hair and makeup. Like, yes. I want to do my website later this year. So I was already in the middle of that. That'll be awesome. Uh, with that, it's going to come a shift in um, what I'm doing. So I do believe at the end of the year, I will kind of be stepping back a little bit from behind the chair, more so with my clients in order to build um, that aspect of my business. Now, I don't, honestly, I don't have all the all the pieces together or what it is going to actually look like. But I do know that when the Lord tells you to do something, uh, you're going to have to do it. Um, or or he'll sit you down. So I started getting the word last year about rest, um, you know, taking more time. And I started it, um, and then COVID-19 happened. And now in my brain, my brain is just in a different place, kind of just like in a preparation kind of mode. But I do so. Um, he's telling me to do something, and I don't want to learn this lesson twice, so mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. So I'm just going put, to put it in action, and I'm just going to go. Amen. Amen. And we already know whatever it is going to look like, it is going to be great. We already know that. Because, that. Thank you, sis. Yes, absolutely. Um, again, just want to do that right, not shameless uh, and not shameful, just being truthful, a truthful plug. Yes. Uh, Desiree Danielle is a one-stop shop. Um, she's done it for me. She's done it for other people and she does quality work. And what I like about working with her is that she loves what she's doing and she's not going to do it just to do it. If it doesn't look right, she's going to be like, mm, let's do that again. Or she's going to say, okay, well, hold on. Let's, let's, let's change this. Or she'll say, wait a minute. I'm not sure about that. Hold on. Let me get back to you on this one. Like, I love the fact that she has integrity 
as she's working. It's not just about, oh, I'm flying to make this. You know, it's, it's not that. It's not just what anything. can I do to, yeah, that part. Like, it's all about what can I do to make sure you look your best and you feel your best, which is why her slogan, I'm going to let her tell you her slogan and the reason behind it um, as, we, as we come to a close. But her slogan to me is so crucial to our self-care mantra right now in the queendom and also during this pandemic like why it's so important to remember this mantra so tell us what is what is that that slogan desiree danielle be beautiful be confident so whatever that looks like for you whether you're natural whether you're relaxed um i don't want to get into to skin coloring but whatever whoever god has created you to be specifically be that and be confident in that and walk in that wholeheartedly knowing that you have a purpose and you're living here on purpose Amen. see what i'm saying don't that just feed you that feed mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so tell us how to get in contact with you. Tell the Queendom how they can see your work, uh, find out more about you, give us the, the social handles. So I'm on Instagram at Desiree Danielle Beauty. Same thing, Facebook, Desiree Danielle Beauty. My website is Desiree Danielle Beauty. Um, come holla at your girl. And I'm just saying it too, like honestly, if you have questions, I don't I really don't mind answering them. Um, she doesn't. I just want to point she doesn't, because I bring her all my questions. Yes, yes, I really don't mind answering <laughs> questions, you know, um helping really just helping and educating people. Now I will say my my I do, my salon books do say books. Um, yes, they do. Um, they do stay booked, and because yeah. I'm going to be transitioning, I'm not going to say the availability is not there. If it, if I have cancellations, I would love to have you in. You know, send me a message. If, you, um, if you're looking for an appointment, you don't see anything. Um, I do um, make my own cancellation list. So, you know, if something opens up, and you're looking to get in, I would love to have you if it's available, okay? Lovely. <laughs> so, we have laid it out for you, and hopefully you will take it to heart that number one, you are important enough to take care of yourself. Yes. Number two, your hair and your scalp can be healthy and look fly. Yes. And be both. And that number three, that there are some things you can be doing at home to make sure that you are allowing your hair to be its best. And also to check in with your cosmetologist or Desiree Danielle, if you can, um, but primarily just anybody, if you can, check in with a cosmetologist, someone who is licensed and trained, you know, instead of just going six months, seven months of just trying different things and, you know, your money may be going down the drain when this person can give you more insight on exactly what you need and you won't have to play a guessing game for six, seven more months yeah. <laughs> um, if things uh, shut down a little bit more. So just keep that in mind as well. Again, thank you so much, Desiree Danielle, for coming to the Queendom. We love you here. You are always welcome. Such an honor. Such an honor. Always welcome. And we look forward to seeing you guys in just a minute for our crown check. Peace. Peace. And now we're going to wrap up the show with a new segment that we have decided to call the crown check. Mm -hmm. We want to send you out with a good note, leaving you feeling strong, leaving you feeling strengthened, and reminding you that there's always a crown on your head. There's always a reason for you to be looking up and feeling good about yourself. 
And today's verse is Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 8. It reads, Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. And I thought this verse was very relevant after our conversation today, um, just with our overall theme of self-care this season. But most importantly, as we took the time to talk about hair, it's a very big component for us women. It plays a really big role in our self-confidence. It plays a really big role in how we feel about ourselves. Do we think we look good in this outfit? Do I think I look good today? If my hair not laying right, probably not so or not so much. Um, so this is just a gentle reminder that you are the work of God's hands. He literally picked you out of the universe and molded you in your mother's womb. And he is still working on you today. You are his clay. So no matter what type of hair texture you may have, no matter whether it's short or it's long, or if you don't have no hair this season, whatever it is, um, know that your hair isn't all that defines you. You're such a beautiful masterpiece from the very, very top of your head all the way down to your longest toenail, okay, girl? Uh, so you take this message with you this week and you keep that head lifted very high. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome, sis. And don't forget, if there's a question you need a little bit of advice on or a situation that's kind of got you confused, email us at queensbelightpodcast at gmail.com so we can give you a little insight. And you can also check us out on social media at queensbelightpc. And if you can't remember that, just Google queensbelightpodcast and you will find us. We'll be Thanks for tuning in to today's show, guys. Yes. Um, and remember, chins lifted. Crowns up. Bye, Bye friends. friends.